Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. I am Jim Reamer. We are recording the 4A preview. This is our fourth and final preview, depending on which order you listen listening to. Joining us, Kyler Staley, Dominic Neely. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing Good. great, Jim. Kyler's like short and sweet. Let's get through this. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording the 3A and 4A on the same night, Monday evening. So if something changes between Monday and Thursday when this publishes, we are sorry. Uh, joining us again, as he has for the first three, Patrick Woolley from Southeast Indiana. Patrick, hello, are we going to have any Southeast Indiana teams on this list here today? Got to. Got to. All right. Well, we're going to see who shows up on Chris Hawkins' Christmas card list and who gets who gets Cole, <laughs> C-O-A-L, from, from Coach Hawkins as the evening goes on. I'm putting it out uh, there. I'm, I'm expecting Cole. Chris, if you're listening, we have contact information. <laughs> Let us know. I'm going last in 4A because I don't know who my tenth is yet. So go ahead, Patrick. You're the you're the you're the uh, you the newbie right off, now. Huh? Yeah, you get All to right. kick it off. Who's your tenth? Oh, it hurts me, but this is the only uh, true Southern Indiana team. I'm going to have to roll with them at tenth. I'm going with the Jeffersonville Red Devils. Got them ninth, man. Got them ninth. All right, so we're we're pretty close, man. The, the development of Trey Singleton is just such a difference maker. Six uh, eight kid. He's got so much more athletic and bounce, and his shot's coming along. There's not too many people down this way that can guard him. He has progressed really well. And you throw him in there with that junior class with P.J. Douglas, uh, Sean Boyd, and Michael Cooper. I mean, you're looking at a top two or three team and going into next year, but they got some new faces down there too. They got a kid coming in from Louisville, a guard that's pretty solid. Uh, they got a, a freshman that will get some minutes. He's probably seventh or eighth man. So they've got some pieces, man. They've, they've got some kids to make a run down here. Now they might be able to get through sectional. They, they could possibly get through that regional and make a semi-state run, which would be which would be nice as long as they don't run into like a center grove in that one-game regional. But I like the Red Devils, man. I like Sharon's Sharon Wilkerson's Red Devils. I don't think they would. I, I how they so correct. Refresh my memory if anybody knows mm-hmm. the regional is. Is basically yeah. the guy the the group you're next to, correct? <sighs> so when they play, they, they draw that. I believe. I don't would, believe it's set in stone. They would so play Jeffersonville. Five. Could be playing a team out of Evansville. They could be playing a team such as like Bloomington North. So they don't just play the winner of sectional sixteen. No, I they forget. Didn't last yeah, year. I, I forgot how that went. How bad is they that? draw it? 
they draw they draw the original yep and then they redraw the semi-state obviously that, yep. that that part i remember so well that that's a good that's a good point because i've got center grove pretty high so yep, so do i but i got jeffersonville higher than you but not much higher i like it it's progress my guy sharon i hate that my guy thing but yeah. but I, I did coach him so he gets to be my guy the only uh, thing that stands out and gives me cause is when I watched them against Fishers and I this summer at Carmel. Now I know Fishers had Jalen Harrelson, but uh, man, that was that was a tough game for them. Who was their coach the year before? You remember his name? Oh, was that Loose? No, no, I can look it up. They've had yeah. a few the last. Kyler's like, why? Why? Kind of like a revolving door <laughs> in, co in the coaching. I am room. <laughs> Andrew Andrew Grants. That's right, Grants. One year, two years. My point is, they they've been awful in June in Carmel at the Charlie Charlie Hughes. Awful. I don't know if they were awful last year, but like you said, you had some question about them. You know, sometimes June. I mean, I think sometimes June can be a really good indicator as to who's going to be really good. I, I don't think it's a great indicator as to who beyond that. I mean, there have been some times where, you know, some of these teams, these powerhouse teams, you come through and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, they're going to be hard to beat. But I think beyond that, I, I don't think it's a great – I don't think it's a, a great assessment as to who's going to do what. Um, or it might just tell how balanced the field might be. But – but. I really feel like uh, Michael Cooper is a key to their team. I mean, you know what you're getting out of PJ and Trey on most every night. If you can get Michael to believe and get his, you know, twelve to fifteen a game, yeah, they're they're top ten. Well, he yeah, he's more potent than that. Some games he uh, disappears. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. who's your tenth? All right. Well. I've got the defending 4A state champions, Ben Davis. Ooh, so, a, little, a little low. Man. Yeah, very low. I know the talks, Ben. It's it's a reload, not a rebuild. I think it's a rebuild to a certain extent. Um, that's a lot of talent. That's not going to be there next year. But you've got K.J. Wyndham. you got Mark Zachary back. Um, you got those guys that will be the leaders this year. So, um, I, I just not – all the way bought into him right now, I guess you could say. So um, for right now, I've got him at 10. There there was a part of me that almost left him off the top 10, but I, I got to give him a lot. Of, I got to give him respect because they're the defending Woo. team. Mercy. Tough. Yeah. Man. They certainly won't be what they were last year, but I got them a, uh, got them a lot higher. I got them a lot higher too. All I right. We'll talk more about thing. them when we get there. Dominic, who's your 10th? Man. <laughs> I think this – this one changed about 17 times over the last 24 hours. I don't disagree. Um, I got I went with Mount Vernon at number yep. 10. There we go. Um I'll get to why. You you do your thing, I'll get to why I put him 10th and Okay. Um no, you, you talk, go. Yeah, no, I really like obviously uh well Luke Earl is gonna be out until I heard February. Um, but Juju Smith, who's a leading scorer last year, just really love his ability as a freshman to uh, get to his spot and make shots. Um, he's just super, you know, he's athletic. He's strong. He can hit shots from three, pull up and shoot. Really like his game. Um, 
And then, you know, they got Tanner Teschendorf coming back. Um, they got Armani Wells coming back. I believe they have a big kid that you're probably going to talk about, Jim. Yep, Tyler Davis. Uh, Tyler Davis coming back. And then, you know, obviously Ertl is kind of the, 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 the guy, you know, that kind of brings everyone together. And he'll be back, like I said, hopefully in February, right? Hopefully a time to get some his groove back right into the, you know, sectional, hopefully. But, uh, but yeah, I like them at number 10. Depth upon depth. And the reason why I put him at 10th, like I said, I literally, we just started the podcast. I didn't have my 10th listed. And I slid them into 10th because part of it is that this is what I think they're going to be in March. The, for me, a ranking is not like who's just going to win games and who's going to have the best record. It's going to be who are the 10 best teams come March. And so this is where I've got them because Ertl will be back. Now, how healthy he'll be, we'll see. Um, I, it's not, you know, it's not an AC. It's not, you know, something It's not an ACL tear. It's a, it's a football injury. It's going to keep him out for four months. He should come back. And as long as they don't rush him back, I think he's going to be good to go by the time March rolls around. Now, how it fits in chemistry, they got a lot of they got a lot of pieces. Um, you know, you you mentioned the key ones, Tanner Teschendorf, Juju, Juju Smith, Armani Wells should see more production this year. Uh obviously Tyler Davis is a kid that is going to be a, a a big contributor for them. Brady Fitzgerald will be a kid that is that plays various roles and does a lot of good things for them. They've also got two other sophomore guards who will who will Produce for them Elijah Part, Para, and um, Dylan Wright. They got a lot of depth. They got a lot of pieces, and you know they're going to be good without Ertl. Period. Just full stop. But with Ertl, when he comes back, I they may have. I mean, they're going to be a year away from the best backcourt in the state. Period. I mean, it just. And, you know, they've got Mount, Vor- Mount Vernon is a, a growing community. They get their fair share of Marion County kids that that uh, look for something a little bit different community-wise, I guess. Um, you know, and, and they, they've got the makings of a really good – they've got the makings of a few good years, let's put it that way, with this young group of kids. And I, I've got them 10th. I think I've got them kind of a little bit too low because I do think Ertl – Will, will be a huge difference for them when he comes back. I mean, I love their their run last year in the I don't know about run, but in the sectional they I think they played Muncie Central. It's Muncie Central had a good year, and they blew them out. I think by thirty. Mm-hmm. And then I think did they win another game? They got beat in the sectional final by New Pal. Yeah, I think they beat. What did they beat? Anderson. Uh, let's see. Hold. On, let's get there real quick. Sorry, uh, Kyler. <laughs> <laughs> I accept it. Yeah, they beat yeah, they, they beat Anderson. Anderson. They beat Anderson yeah. by one. They lost the new beat, pal by fourteen. Beat the mess out of Muncie Central by thirty. Um, I was at that they, game. It surprised me. Yeah, so I was like, "Wow, that that really uh, what a nice way to end the year for some a lot of freshmen." Basically, they beat they so. beat Muncie Central by thirty. They were down ten to two. They were down ten to two or something like that. It, it was definitely a lot to two, and then went on a hellacious run. and And it was mostly Ertl and and Juju. And it's it's a good group. 
They obviously had a little bit of a coaching situation toward the end of last year. They've, they've got that figured out. Um, I think they will be better defensively under Bradburn. I, I, I do think that he's got a lot more talent on this team than he's ever had. Again, but it's young. So that's going to be – he's still playing primarily sophomores and, rel- and also relying heavily on two juniors. But Tanner Teschendorf is going to be a name that people need to listen for because the, the group of kids they've got, again, Ertl, Smith, and Teschendorf, that's be one of the best backcourts in the state this year, definitely going forward. So, Patrick, who was your ninth? Ninth, I got Brownsburg. Okay. I got, I got the semi-state. I got the semi-state finalists, Brownsburg Bulldogs. Um, look, they lost. They lost catchings. I know that's that's a hit, but I think they could be just as well off and just as good a team with a low with the Lomax kid coming in from Avon this year. They also got uh, Grant Porath. They've got Drew Thompson, Cam Reich. I mean, they and of course J.D. Lynch. They've got a they got a deep and loaded team. I mean, all these top 10 4A teams are really good. Yeah, we're – as much as we've kind of dished on the, the class of 2024, what it is adding to is a lot of parity. Uh, let's see. I'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Brownsburg here in a minute. Kyler, who was your ninth? I also had Brownsburg there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Dominique, who was your ninth? I had um, Westfield at nine. Okay. Um, really like Trey Buchanan. Um, anyone else have Westfield, by the way? Yeah, I not, did. Not in my top ten. I've got him definitely honorable mention. No, I've got him. Yeah, I got him. So three of us got him. Okay. We can talk about him, you know, when we get there. Oh, you mean higher up? Yeah. My ninth is Jeffersonville. I really don't have much to add from what Patrick from what Patrick was talking about. It's I mean, he's gonna know more about those the outside of the top four, he's gonna know more about those other guys than I did. He touched on it pretty well. Uh Patrick, who was your eighth? Uh Westfield is my eighth. Okay. Yep, and I know they've got the the new kid coming in, Trey Book. Nick uh, Nick Book. Nick Book, Nick, I'm Nick sorry. Book. I'm thinking Trey Buchanan, but yeah, Nick Book. Who, who was it sent me something called him Ian Book? <laughs> old Notre Dame quarterback. The old wow. Notre Dame quarterback. Wow. Trey Ian, mystery man from New Zealand. Right? <laughs> Ian Book, yeah, Notre Dame quarterback. <laughs> what, well, I mean, let's that, talk that's about a potential him. Kyler, game Yeah, Kyler, where do you have? Do you have Westfield in your top 10? I have him at eight. At eight? Yeah. All right, let's, yeah. let's just go ahead and talk so, about him. So, so Buchanan and Book, that's where it starts for them. Uh, they they did lose um, they Roll did back. lose Laravia to Pendleton. wasn't a huge contributor, but I think they were kind of counting on him this year. But go ahead, Dominique, with what um, you thought about him. Yeah, I just I, can, I really like, I can fill in some pieces. Yeah, I really like Buchanan. Um, he can really shoot it uh, from deep, coming off screens as well. Um, I just think he's a he's a winner to me at the at the point running the point for him, and then obviously book. I haven't seen him, but I know you've seen him once or so. 
Jim and yeah. he's left-handed goes to his left a lot, but I think like I said, I've heard, heard some, some good things about him. So we'll see how that comes into play, but also like Charles Farrell as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he played with team Teague Lyles. I've seen him play in July and um, he was running the point for them, but uh, I don't think he'll be running the point for Westfield with Buchanan. No, he does. Um, he does. They, he does. yeah, they bring, yeah, they bring trap a lot of screens. Okay. They, yeah. They, um, I mean, it's look, it's, it's, it's a mixed bag with them when it, in terms of depending what they're going to do. You can bet if Buchanan brings it up, they're still going to get him entering quick and bringing him off right. screens. But Farrell brings it up quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I like I, I like Farrell. The book piece. What will be interesting with book is some of the things that I think he's that he's good at when you're watching him in June can be scouted out during the season. Not that it's going to make him bad. But a lot of the spin to score, a lot of the, a lot of the different things, I, it plays a little better when there's no game prep and and, and absolutely no scouting. It's still going to be one of the better players on the floor. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of Romac in him in the paint. Because Romack was the same way, a lot of spin to score stuff. And and after watching him do a number on the, the boys in blue in the fourth quarter last year in the sectional, um, still got a little PTSD on some of that crap. Um, book is he is taller? Prob- it's book taller. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I think he probably shoots it with more range. Book does? Book does, yeah. Okay. I don't know that he's got Romax motor. Uh, I think he does. You do? Yeah. Sometimes I've seen him. That dude, that Nick Boog, yeah, he's he's nonstop on the floor. But but the Farrell piece, Armani Middlework, Middlebrooks, both really good defenders. I think they'll definitely get contribute. I mean, they're gonna get contributions from uh, Durante Morton. He actually was a Big, big addition for them in the sectional last year. I think he started like out of the blue and really good defender. Ryland Rauch will be a kid that produces for them this year. I don't know if any of the sophomores will. If they get any, any if they get any play out of the sophomores, Dedamore and Hafner, the younger, the youngest of Hafner, the Hafners are done. This is Drew's the last one. Uh, it'll be those kids can shoot. So if they get any production from them, it'll be that. Uh, but, you know, they're uh, they're probably a little deeper than what I have them as. I I didn't have them. My, my honorable mention list isn't really ranked in any sort of order. Um, but But at the same time, um, it was um, actually my honorable mention list isn't as deep as I thought it was, but but my honorable mention list is pretty much alphabetical. But you know, I they could easily be the, the best team in sectional eight. You know, basically, a, 
kind of a three horse race between Westfield, Noblesville, and Fishers. Heading it, heading into it, at least on paper. Which you know, which might make me persona non grata. Does that hurt? Does <laughs> the Eric Clark Activity Center this year? But you know, I've I'm on record. I I think of Carmel. If my guys go, if you know they're young, and I you're not gonna if they struggle this year, you're not gonna get any complaints out of me as long as they play hard. Because they'll, 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 there will be better days for them. It's a it's a good young group, but it is young, and that schedule is brutal. There's not a game they couldn't lose, and that's not something I I will have, I've been able to say in the last twelve years. Um, and it's I don't know. It's just going to be an interesting year. It's going to be a transition year. I know everybody in the around is is pretty optimistic. I may be the 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 bear of the group. <laughs> of of whatever that means but as far as the the group goes but but um i i do think that if they go 500 i'll it, it'll be coach osborne's second best coaching <laughs> job that he's done and that's no slight to them other than the fact that it's just a, a unusually young carmel team but you got westfield you got noblesville you got fishers basically uh on paper duking it out for sectional eight. You got Carmel nine or I don't have Carmel <laughs> oh. anywhere. Oh, wow. not even Carmel's in my honorable one. mention. Uh, <laughs> don't do that to yourself. Put them in the honorable mention. I, I uh, do it. I don't have them there either, Jim. I got to be object. I mean, Dang. well, <laughs> if you don't have them in, I'm taking my, I'm taking them out of my honorable mention then. I mean, we're we're starting two sophomores playing a third. The 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 TV guy, the the radio guy, seems to think we're going to play a fourth. Why I know that is just because I I work in the building now, and it's the AD's kid who played, who used to play, but th- isn't this year. Now he's the radio voice, but I, I just unusually young. I don't know how, any other way to say it. But uh, I've got who? Where were we? Westfield eighth. Who had Westfield at eight? I had him at eight. At eight, Kyler. Who'd you have at eight? I had Westfield at eight. Dominique. At eight, I had Fishers. You have Fishers. All right, we'll get to them. Let I'll. I have Brownsburg at eight. So, since we already listened to them or talked about the or like mentioned them, let's talk a little bit more about them. Uh. Patrick, you had him, right? I have not said Fishers. No, Brownsburg. Brownsburg. I had Brownsburg at nine. Yes. That's where I had him too. Obviously, losing catchings is a big deal. The scoring that he provided, I think, will be replaced in a number of different ways. Obviously, primarily, it will be replaced by Jordan Lomax, a transfer from Avon. I think you'll look for Grant Porath being a little bit more uh, aggressive, looking to score the ball. I think you've got other things, other guys you've mentioned. You've talked about Drew Thompson, Patrick. He's yeah. definitely a solid guard that, that that starts for them. He's a hell of a passer. They've got a lot of depth. They've got a lot of depth in this group. Brendan Lattimore will be their starting center. 
They've got the, the other poor wrath brother who's going to Purdue on a football scholarship, which is rare for a kicker. Uh, he, he will be a good piece for them. Certainly defensively, he will be a great piece for them. Caden English, six foot four inch wing, very springy, very good defender. Gets the basket, gets fouled. Question will be shooting. Does he over? Does he over penetrate? Stuff like that, little nitpicky things. Um, and then Josiah Sloss, who's a transfer from Evansville Harrison, that's going to be a nice piece for them. They've got a lot of options, and they'll they'll be able to replace the scoring that catching's provided. I don't know how they'll replace just his presence. So that, you know, that could be the difference between them. You know, we would have had them, I would have had them probably number two in the state with catchings. Uh, you know, solid state championship contender. You know, and, and saying things like the road down south goes through Brownsburg. But, you know, that's that's changed a little bit with Canada not being there. Brownsburg's still going to be really, really good and still could be good enough because I don't think any of these teams are great. You know, the, we're not going to talk about any of these uh, other than maybe what, you know, what Kokomo might be able to do. But the rest of these guys are not – aren't going to be joggernauts. Just a lot of really good teams. It, it is. There's just a lot of parity this year. So, so that's no just – No 33 and O's. No 33s and O's. No, yeah, no undefeated teams. <laughs> I don't think. Not at the 4A level. Not at the 4A level. Uh, where are we? Seven. Yep. Kyle or Dominique, who was your eighth again? Fishers. Fishers. Oh, we were gonna. Okay. We'll we'll get to them at seven. Is that good? Yeah. Patrick, who's your seventh? I've got Noblesville. I got the okay. Millers at number seven. And That's your highest rated team in sectional eight. Yes, but it was. Jalen leaving Fishers, that they they went from state title favorites to a really young backcourt, and I'm not sure they're in my top ten. Listen, you, we're splitting hairs with top ten teams here. I mean, you, we could right. each name fifteen or twenty. Fully agree. Yeah, but um, yeah, Noblesville is my top team in that sectional. I mean, Hunter Walston. He's going to be really good. They've got uh, Aiden Boer. They've got Justin Curry, who's a really good sophomore, probably one of the top five or ten sophomores in the state. Um, they've got uh, 6'5 senior Will Smith, 6'3 senior Luke Etchison, and uh, they also have TJ Davidson, who's really athletic. He can really guard. So them and Westfield – is going to well, throw in Fishers also. That's a really tough sectional. Don't forget Aaron Fine. Oh, yeah, of course, Aaron Fine. Yeah, who's maybe their top what returning scorer? Top returning scorer. Yeah. But him and uh, him and Hunter. That's a that's a nice nice duo. I, you know, the Curry piece. I I love the kid. I I think he's a fabulous yeah. defender. 
I thought he would produce more offensively last year. No, I mean, I thought he would be like seven, eight a game. You know, maybe a kid that jumped up there and had an occasional 18-point game where he's hitting threes. He's He's got to get that part. That that's the part that has to step up. He he's he's capable. Uh, without question, he's going to be. He's a D one kid, without question, barring an injury. He's he's a D, he's a Division one caliber kid. If he takes a big jump offensively, that will change the prospects of Noblesville drastically. They go from a team that is. Um, like where you've got him at seven to maybe top four or five. One of the more talented teams they've had yep. other than the Coverdale teams and the teams they had in the mid eighties. And which, you know, teams that I know extremely well because if he's I think he shoots the ball extremely well. He's just he's got to be able to. It's it's got to be one of those things where it happens in in a high school in a in a school game. But if he comes out of there averaging fourteen to eighteen points a game, even maybe twelve to eighteen points a game, there's a big jump between twelve and eighteen. I mean, Noblesville is probably a little bit more of where you have him than where I have him. Again, we're splitting hairs at this point between some of these teams. They're in my honorable mention. So, I mean, I like him. Um, Davidson kid is nice, as you mentioned. Obviously, fine. And and, and Walston are the two big guns coming back. I think Walston is highly underrated Very. for what he can do. And um, says Hunter's boss at his job. Um <laughs> I got. <laughs> I you know they they might get some they might get some extra minutes from Baron Walker, another sophomore guard, and they, they got a couple of freshmen too that I like. But I don't know how much they're. I don't think either one of them will be varsity kids. But it was interesting with Curry is because his varsity minutes were. He was the best defender on the court for them. You know, and, and they it's that's 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 hard to do for a freshman. So yeah, good it, size, good length. Yep. All the potentials there. So he's a he's a potential two two way player. And that that's it's not always easy to say about a sophomore. Has that sectional surpassed the uh the addicts Lawrence North sectional as toughest in the state? No. Not this year. No. I don't think so. Probably last year. I mean, I'd say the most balanced sectional, maybe. It's close. I mean, I don't know. Lawrence North Cathedral, Christmas Attics. I mean, last year it was. I don't think it is this year. I don't have Cathedral in my top 10, but I yeah, mean, Fishers, Noblesville, Westfield, yeah, Zion, Zionsville. Yeah. Zionsville. Tyler, who was your seventh? I've got Fort Wayne Wayne. I have a feeling they're going to come up 
on Dominique's. I feel like he's got him a little higher. I think we all uh, got him a little higher. Yeah. yeah. So I won't go too deep into him, but I mean, he always got to mention how impressive it is to go from four and 18 to 22 and five. And now they're arguably one of the state contenders this year. So um, Javon Lewis, Chase Barnes, Trey Dillard, those guys, all studs. So um, that's all I'll say about him right now. Well, yeah, we'll get to him later. I'd imagine. We'll defer um, to Dominique and come out with later. <laughs> yeah. He'll be able to fill it in, fill in some of the blanks. But I've got Fisher seventh. Dominique, who'd you have seventh? Seventh, I had Noblesville. Noblesville. Okay. Yep. I had Fishers. So the Fishers thing, let's let's talk about them since we anybody have Fishers higher than seven? I do. You do? Okay. Yep. Where, where do you got him? Five. Man, look at you. Yeah. We'll be getting a Christmas card from Fox. <laughs> the Keenan Garner's development has been crucial here. He is smoother with the ball away from the paint. He is a better shooter than what he was in the, you know last year. I will tell you without question, when Carmel played Fishers last year, he was a defensive liability on the perimeter. I don't care what anybody says. Not that anybody has, not that it's been a discussion since. I mean, Jared Bonds flat out was the point guard for that game for Carmel. <laughs> and Keenan guarded them and it did not go well. But that shows the improvement of Keenan Garner since then is because he's now, I think, a little, a lot more versatile on both ends of the floor. So there was, it was kind of me working my way into a compliment as to how much he's improved since he's been here. Uh, he is the, obviously from, he came from Germany, but he is a, an American citizen. He is a, basically the, the, the child of a career military family. And Fishers is now their home. He's got multiple Division One offers, right? I think so. Or just the one. Thought it might be two. I think it. I think you're right. Let's check real quick. With probably more to come. He has Eastern Illinois, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville as his Division One offers. His most recent offers came last month: Trinity Christian, Indiana Wesleyan. He also has offers from Marion and Huntington. All of those came since June. Uh, I see him as a really good, like a Huntington or Wesleyan kid. I mean, I think he's D1. Where his skill set has come since he's been here, I think he's a nice combo. In the OVC, and even if he's just a four in the OVC at six six, you can be a four at six six in the OVC and still be a guy that can rebound, defend the position. Might be a guy who can consistently hit from the three point line. You know that time. You know we'll we'll learn we'll learn more as this season comes on because he's going to have to assume a bigger role. Uh. Tade Metzger is probably what their second leading scorer coming in or 
feel like leading, Houston, or leading feel like was the second leading scorer last year. Find out. Justin Kirby, 6'2", 6'3", wing. Again, another kid that we've talked about in the past, not, not from the standpoint of talking about Justin Kirby, but there's been a, some kids that we've talked about that have gotten Division one offers before they really play any significant varsity minutes. And that's where Kirby is. Uh, he, he was a kid that primarily got most of his minutes on the JV level last year. Super athletic at 6'3". And... You know he's a he's a wing at the high school level. Well, he's a wing at the college level, but he's definitely got to improve on decision making, trying to make some tougher plays in traffic than what's there. But then he can make up for it with his athleticism. They'll they'll probably start Joe Anthony Hall as well, who's probably the best athlete in the program. Miller McCartney is a, is a very capable shooter to go along with Metzger from that department. And then we've, we've gotten, we've not gotten to their, <laughs> their starting guard. They're at least one of their starting guards, Cooper Zachary, who's a fabulous freshman guard. And then I need to get guard. We know Gardner's first name. Anybody know Gardner's first name? Uh, I did. It was Jason, is it? That's just, is it junior? Is it Jason junior? junior? Yeah. I believe so. Come on, Kyler. Uh, yeah, that's I'm drawing a big blank right now. Okay. Wait a minute. Let me look. Basically, Cooper Zachary. Jason Gardner. Yeah, and then Jason Gardner Jr. Obviously, dad, Jason Gardner Sr., played at North Central, Mr. Basketball 1999, state champ, went to Arizona, the, full, the whole nine yards there. Uh, both of those kids, Zachary – Probably will start now that Harrelson is gone. Zachary did not start for them in June. But now that Harrelson is gone, he will probably move into the starting lineup. He There will be some situations with Zachary. I imagine Gardner is the same way where their size will get them in a little bit of trouble. Where they will overstretch a little bit. But that's as much a function of youth as it would be size as well. Uh, but if there's a better ball handler in the state of Indiana, if there's a better passer in the state of Indiana, not name um, <laughs> Grady Good Carpenter, team. I'll be shocked. I mean, Cooper is the only thing wrong with him is size. You know, and that's – there's been a lot of successful 5'8", five, 5'9", five, guards in the state of Indiana, even at the four, even at the big school level. You know, you, of course, I'm thinking about Anderson guards. That's where his family's from. His dad was a really good ball player at Anderson Highland. His uncle was a great basketball player from Anderson Highland. Um, his uncle's a little bit more of my time because his dad was a little bit before me, before I started caring about uh, anything outside of just going to Carmel games as a kid, but but definitely knew the name. And his uncle came through, both of his dad and his uncle came through in those really, really good Anderson Highland teams at a time when Anderson was pumping out talent. It, it seemed endless talent. 
Madison Heights, Highland, and Anderson were always good. And it's, it's always the sectional that I point to when people complain about, oh, well, this sectional should be seated. Why these class sectionals are so hard. And like, dude, nothing compared to the Anderson sectional, especially in the 80s. Back in the good old days with Randy the, Zachary and Kojak. Yep. yep. Man, tough. So, I mean, that's, that's that group. Anything else to add there, Dominique? Um, I mean, you obviously hit on, you know, all of their key guys. So I would probably what uh, Parker Purdue will probably get some. Oh yeah, some time as well. I think he might have started last year, maybe. Well, and Bryce and Seymour kid just picked up an offer. Yeah, I think he's a shooter. He can shoot it. He's not their shooter. They got a lot of shooters, but he is a shooter. Um, they do. They got a lot of weapons. Yeah, they have a lot. Um, I just you mentioned it, but I just love the the. Uh, the improvement progression by Keenan Gardner. I remember seeing his film before he came over and thinking, wow, he's really good. And then the first game obviously gets thrown to the fire against Ben Davis. And it was like, wow, he, you know, it, Ben Davis is a little bit different than what he was playing over there. You know, he could hardly do much at all. And then just the progression all the way through the season, all the way into the AAU season, uh, you know, up until now has just been awesome to see. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, he, he was their third leading scorer last year. Metzger averaged 10 a game, Garner averaged eight a game. Um, but, yeah, they have a lot lot of pieces, and um, this should have a good year. He was he was better in the sectional than he was during, early in the year. and But I still, when he when he picked up that Eastern Illinois offer, I was like, eh, pretty, pretty skeptical. Pretty, pretty skeptical, and, and – You know, it was kind of watched him a little bit. I, I I guess I did like him in in the Charlie Hughes stuff, but are you, you talking about Garner see, or no? Yeah, Garner. Yeah, you, okay. you start to see it, and and really a lot of it was just because of first impressions are hard to shake. I mean, Carmel toyed with him in the in their regular season game. That probably wouldn't have happened as as well in a sectional game because that you know that's almost four months later. But he's just he's again it, it it is to underscore how much he's improved, and a lot of that is just his understanding of how to play the game and getting used to the speed of the game um, over here, especially on Fisher's schedule. Hmm. You know. Um, Listen, they ran through everyone this summer. They won the the tournament down in Kentucky, a real big tournament. They I mean, they had Harrelson with those groups. So that's well, I was going to say the loss of Jalen Harrelson, and the only thing that really gives me pause and concern is you got Cooper Zachary, you've got Jason Gardner, you got Justin Kirby, all guys that you pretty much first-time varsity players that are going to have to play pretty significant roles for them. Oh, I think you can say that about all these teams, <laughs> except, for, <laughs> except for Fort Wayne Wayne and maybe Attics. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's definitely a fact, definitely a fact. So. All right. Who was your seventh, Dominique? That's where I had Noblesville. 
Okay, we talked about them. Uh, Patrick, who was your sixth? Six. I'm going with uh, the Plainfield Quakers. All right. My, my niece and nephew's school. Shout oh, out to them. There we go. A little bias. That play a role? No, is your, absolutely. Is your not. nephew? Does your nephew <laughs> play on the school team? <laughs> I'm not sure he's even been to a game. Oh, okay. Well, I got some thoughts. There are my there are my honorable mention, but I got some thoughts. So go on, talk about them. They've got. It's one of their best teams they've had probably since the, what did you say, the 99 Gron- Gavin Groninger teams, state championship playing field well, I mean, teams. I'm, they've got. I mean, I'm conflicted. They had a, a pretty good bit. year. They had, they had a, pretty a pretty good, good year, year a couple years, years, years ago. Too. Yeah, they were. They don't want to got beat by Lawrence North, I think, with Shamari Sh- Vance and them. And the, yeah, they uh, were 24-3 and three two years ago. Yeah. Well, th- that would now be three seasons ago. But, but I mean, yeah, they were 20. Yeah, that, that group. So that group of dudes went 24 and 3, 20 and 5, 19 and 6, and then 13 and 10. I don't know how many of those guys were playing varsity as a freshman, but but yeah, we've had a strong group there from from 2000 the the, the 2019 season to the end of the t- the 2021 season. And um but yeah, you'd have to go back you definitely would have to go back before that. You'd have to go back to those, to those teams in the late nineties before you even get a sectional championship. They didn't win a sectional from 99 until I'm, I'm, I'm probably, we're probably going to say two years ago or three years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. From, so that was their so the the sectional they won in 2021 was their first sectional they won this this century. Wow. Yeah, they got uh they've got Colin Schmidt, six five senior. They've got Eli Ellis, who I know is one of your guys. You can probably talk on him. Mm-hmm. Um really, really good sophomore, Noah Smith, who's arguably top five or ten in the twenty-six class. Uh Junior Chris Arbantis will get some time. Caden Vandenbush. Um, and they also have Harper Baker Lance, who might steal some minutes for them. A really good freshman, 2027 kid. He started for in June. So. Yeah. And the game I watched, they I watched them against Jeffersonville up there, I believe it was, it was at Westfield. And uh, they, they beat Jeffersonville. It was a really close game, but. I came away really surprised at uh, how good Plainfield was. And they got some nice pieces, and they're going to be a serious threat to Brownsburg in that sectional. I think Noah Smith's second best prospect in 2026. I think you can make a a case for Justin Curry as well. And a lot of it is just fluidity of their ball handling, fluidity of their shot. Obviously, length. Uh, nose got to get tougher, stronger. But you know, seniors Eli Ellis, who can one of the best shooters in the senior class. Colin Schmidt, extremely versatile, six six. I think you mentioned Caden Vanderbush will be will be a good piece for this. Arventus will be a piece. Uh, they'll they'll get a little bit of play from Landon Gilliatt. Uh, who's a sophomore guard? 
but but they're back. I mean, but they're young guys also. They're the most talented players. Noah Smith and Harper Baker Lands, and Baker Lands did start for him in June. I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, I don't know if they were. You know, sometimes in June you get guys that play baseball. You get guy, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but they've got a lot of pieces, and I know we say that a lot about some of these teams, but. I had a honorable mention. Uh, for no yeah. strong reason. Not married to it, but it just it is what it is. Um looks like but, they have a pretty uh pretty nice schedule here. They play at, at Kokomo in that tournament. They play Mount Vernon, which should be a real nice game. I mean it's kind of one of those things. I have an honorable mention. I would anybody that would Look at my list as a whole. I would just say, all right, take out which team are you taking out? And that's kind of how I feel about this 4A list. So, Kyler, who'd you have at six? That is where I had Noblesville. Okay. I know we touched on them, but yeah, I'll just again say it. I think Hunter Walston, um, one of the most underrated guys in the state. So, I've heard that from a lot of people. You giving him a full time position when he graduates from college? I don't know. He was uh he's at my desk all day today. I finally said I do some work. So he's a good kid. Doesn't he have school? <laughs> he's in a uh it's an internship program. Okay. So he's just skipping school and coming to work, hanging out with you? Basically. That's what it seems like. I was like, I'm nice. gonna go find some work for you. Dominic, who was your sixth? Um, number six, I had Center Grove. Okay. You guys Go got on. them higher or no? I've got them fifth. I've got them third. Oh, man. Right, well, let's wait. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's wait. Let's make Kyler talk about teams at some point. Um, I've got Christmas Addicts sixth. I know I'm not the highest on them. Right? Somebody has them higher? Yeah, I do. Yes. We want to wait. You have a lot. I do have. Yeah, we we can. I I have a lot of. I am. You know, I have question marks, but I do have. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. I've got them six, so we'll get to them later. Patrick, who's your fifth? Fifth is Center Grove. Same with me. Okay. Well, wait. Where uh, we at Center Grove? Where we're we're making Kyler talk about Center Grove. So I had. I had, for it. I had him. I had him at six. Kyler had him at three. I think. At yeah. Three. three. Tyler, who is your fifth? That's where I had Fishers. Okay, we've we've touched on them. We just did a player by player breakdown for him. Dominique, who was your fifth? Uh, I had Wayne at five. Wayne at five. You want to go now? You want to talk about this now? Let's do sure. it. Sure. Yeah, we can do it. Um, Backcourt is where it starts. I think Kyler mentioned him earlier. Javon Lewis, Chase Barnes, two guys who can get you twenty a night any night. And they can do it in a hurry. They can hit, hit shots from all over the court. Um, Javon's getting some. I think he's got he got a St. Francis offer. He's also got a Macomb offer, junior college in Michigan. Chase Barnes has uh, Western Michigan, potentially IUPUI. I know Central Michigan was in this fall when I was there looking at him. I think he just went on a visit there as well. But just two guards who can really fill it up. And then they add in Kalen Williams-Thomas, who I mentioned earlier, or I guess that was on the 3A pod uh, from Concordia. 
<laughs> he'll he'll start for them um, and just be another guard who, you know, Chase Barnes and Javon Lewis, those guys are just hitting a lot of shots efficiently. Uh, Williams Thomas is more slashing to the rim, who he also can hit shots as well, but it's more catch and shoot stuff right now. But getting to the rim, he's really athletic. Like he's more athletic off of one foot getting to the rim than Barnes or Lewis. Like he's really athletic. Um, so he'll start at the other guard position for them. And then Preston Comer's back. He had a really nice sophomore year. Um, he's about 6'5", forward for them, who can straight line drive, catch and shoot three. Uh, I think where he can get better, improve, is kind of in between that, right? Working on his handle, getting to some shots in between a catch and shoot three and a straight line drive. But he's going to be a really nice piece for him. And then uh, however you want to say his first name, H.J. Dillard, Trey Dillard, Henry Dillard, uh, six six forward for them. He's he's a nice piece for him as well. When he gets two feet in the paint, he's he's pretty tough. Rebounds it well. Good touch around the rim. Um, so their starting five is really good. Um, they do bring off a so that's off six. A, what was that? Well, Lewis Barnes, Comer, Dillard, Thomas. That's five. That's fine. And then oh, Uriah Williams. No, no. Caleb oh, he's Williams a freshman. Thomas. My bad. No, Ka- yeah, Caleb Williams Thomas. He's the he's a junior this year. He's going to start the other guard position. They'll have three guards. Um, and then they're six. So another guy they'll bring off the bench is um, Sullivan, Zaire Sullivan, who he's just a football player, rebound machine. Like every loose ball, he's getting it. Uh, just a really nice role player for him. And then we they did have some freshmen that Coach Patterson and and Brewer talked to me about a couple about a month ago or so when I was there. One of them was there about six four, six five. I'm not sure if he'll play. He might be on the JV. He's really skilled. He can really shoot. But I think strength and all that stuff is he's got to catch up there. Is that and then there's I think it I can't remember the names. It might be. I think it is that Uriah. Uriah. Your, yeah. yeah, I believe that's him. And then I think they have another football kid that's a freshman that starts on their varsity for football. Is extremely athletic and physical that potentially could maybe come off the bench for varsity. But there's not a ton of room. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're going to have a good team. They'll be the best team around here on paper. But, uh, yeah, I got them at five. I've got Center Grove at five. Patrick, who was your fourth? Wayne. Okay. Kyler, who was your fourth? Um, that's where I had Christmas Addicts. Okay. Let's let's do that now. Talk about them. Yep. Yeah, obviously, um, a lot of talent on that team. Desmond Briscoe, one of the more talented bigs, power forward centers. I would say he's a power forward now. Yeah. Um yeah, he's really talented. You know, he's he's a walking double double defensively, um, outstanding and stuff too. So and he's just getting better and better. Um, and then you got Ron Rutland, who's really come on. Um, I believe UND, is that where he's going? Yeah. Yep. Um UND commit. So um a lot of people have seen him, a lot of people know how good he is. Everything they got Mason Lewis transfer from North Central. Um, you know, that's going to really help them out in the backcourt. He's probably going to be their main ball handler, I would think, um, for them and everything. So, 
um, looking for a breakout year. And then uh, Chris Hurt is another backcourt piece for them. Um, should be pretty good. But it, it was an up-and-down summer for this group. Um, you know, I think consistency is the word for them. So um, they got a high ceiling, though. Um, if, if they're consistent this season and everything, you know, don't be shocked to see them, you know, make the semi-state. So um, got them at four. So I had him six. So you had him fourth. Anybody else have him higher? I had him fourth. Fourth. So you guys are on the on Chris Hawkins' Christmas list. Yes. Yep. I mean, he thinks they're top five. And I said, well, maybe six or seven. He looked at me like I was crazy. Come oh, on, you Hawk. Oh, you, you should always six. be confident. In your I've team. got him six. Yeah, I've got him six. Yeah. Okay. Put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> I do, I do have question marks. Like I like love their pieces. Briscoe and Rutland was their leading score last year and really score it. We talked about Mason Lewis and Chris Hurt. They did lose DeAndre Lott to Avon. They did. Um, but I, I really, I like they got the talent. Um, it's just the consistency part. Like Kyler said, um, you know they, we've talked about it, but they took it to Cathedral last year in the city championship. Then they got waxed by Cathedral in the sectional championship which cathedral should have been the favorite for sure but then that you know you kind of look at the like we talked about in june you know how much do you take from june obviously not everything but you probably take a little bit from it and they they struggled you know at charlie hughes i think they won maybe one game um they did lose to brownstown central i believe without jack benner um but like i said it's hard to know what goes on in these june games but i know they did not uh, – they were kind of up and down. I know that in, in June. So, question marks, but they do have the talent. That's why I got them at four. Yeah, and that's where I'm at with them as well. Like, we can't base everything on summer, but, I mean, it's got to be a, a piece of where we have them. And, uh, like you said, they got beat without Benner to Brownstown. They've been up and down. Would it surprise me if they beat Lawrence North in a sectional? No. But could it would surprise me if they could put five or six games together like that to get to a state championship. And that's kind of where I am with them. And it's that consistency that we all agree on with them. Like the potential. Really like it. I just gotta see it. They've they've got I think the the key will be Where does the does the ball get the Briscoe when when time is tough, when times are tough? That's that's going to be the key. Uh, Rutland is is obviously a shot maker, so I'm I'm kind of discounting him. I think the question will be is when when they're completely under pressure, big moment, big play is needed. Do the other pieces understand? Get the ball to Briscoe. Because sometimes things go a little bit south when you've got kids who are good trying to make plays, but they're taking away opportunities away from the players who are great to make plays. And that's where sometimes the discipline comes into play. And, you know, not everybody gets to wear the cape. And really, a lot of it runs through Briscoe and Rutland. It need it needs to be. Those other guys are 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 fine players, but when the pressure's on, 
do the when the instincts kick in do those instincts tell you get the ball to Desmond Briscoe get the ball to Rutland cuz Rutland's going to Rutland's going to hunt Briscoe because he knows that's the best way for him to get a shot and you know that's that's probably one of the better two man games in the state other than whatever pieces might be able to, that Kokomo might be able to throw with Flory but but that's that's going to be part of the question mark is when things are off script how do they play because the other times that, that it's not been the off script times is when things have, have gone a little bit south for him so like everybody talks about that game against cathedral last year and for good reason but then I'm looking at their schedule here. I mean, they got they got 20 pieced by North Central. They lost to Gary 21st Century. It's consistent. Got to win those games. Yeah, and some of that. I mean, a lot of that's depth. A lot of that is definitely depth. Um, but at the same time, it's they. There'll be very few games they won't have the best player on the court. And you just see situations where kids will come down and, and, and again, certainly well-intentioned, try to make plays. But the, the play is to get the ball to Briscoe. I mean, even if I'm Rutland, I'm getting the ball to Briscoe. Because then I know I can play off of him and and, and probably get a better shot than what I've got. You know, I mean, if you're Rutland and you get a shot, you get a catch in transition, and you're clean. You, that needs to get that needs to get shot. Well, didn't didn't coach talk about that on here on our podcast that they're going to be going through um, Briscoe? Well, sure, and but it's it's just got to happen, <laughs> right? One thing to say that, but I mean, it's a hell of a it. thing to talk about it in June and have the kids do right. it again the, the following March. You know the the first game against Cathedral was methodical. It was Briscoe, it was it was all Briscoe. Now I'm not saying Cathedral certainly didn't and couldn't have changed the way they guarded those situations, but I mean he took Booker to the woodshed that game, in the city in the city tournament. So what's stopping him from doing that most every night? Nothing. Okay. Nothing on you know nothing on paper, mm-hmm. but that's the thing is, in, in a tight game. Again, when they're off script, what happens? If their instincts are get the ball to Briscoe, they're gonna be fine. If their instincts are, oh my god, I gotta make a play, then yeah, they're probably gonna be they're probably fifty fifty in those situations. Uh, I had Wayne fourth. Dominique, who'd you have fourth? Fourth. Attics. That's where I had Addicts. That's for Addicts. Kyler, we we got your fourth, right? Yeah, Addicts. Okay. So everybody had Addicts fourth, but me? No, I had Wayne at fourth. Patrick didn't have Addicts in the top ten. Remember, it's getting cold. Oh, that's right. That's right. Patrick, who'd you have third? Third, I have got Kokomo. Holy shnikes. 
The Wildcats with a K. <laughs> wow. Hey, that's no disrespect. Third is no disrespect and top team in the North. I mean, that's... P. Woolley 05. Is, it, is that your Twitter <laughs> handle? I think I... Is that that's just wrong I, and I'm I not telling you. I think I'd What's take your that. Twitter handle? P. Woolley. <laughs> that's an uh, E. You're missing some numbers. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, they've got some transfers. They've got the best player in the state. I get it. <laughs> they're, they're the favorite in the North. <laughs> Wayne's going to give them a game. But, I mean, Ben Davis and Lawrence North, they're going to be not... battle-tested, man. There's no slouches. You're not just going to give it to Kokomo this year. Well, no, uh, but so ben, so that's your top three, Lawrence North, Ben Davis, or Kokomo, in some order, right? Yep. All right, that's fair. All right. Kyler, Center Grove was your third? Yes, sir. Trojans. All right. All right, you go. I've got him fifth, so I thought I was going to be high on him, but I'm not. You are. Let's go. Just just the the collection of talent that they just bring back. Joe Schmitz, Will Spillman, Peyton Bird, Jalen Bundy, Dylan Ameter, uh, Ben Chestnut. Those guys, you know, those guys won 22 games last year, and they all come back, experienced, battle-tested. Um, you know, and I think this is a core that's ready to take that step forward. And I think that they could make it to state. They are my dark horse team to make the state. Um, then you throw in that addition um from Miami, Florida, the transfer. Um, how do you say his last name? It's Michael Chigozi. Yeah. So they got him and we saw a little bit of him at um Fall League. So um, you know, to <laughs> he can impact the rim in a lot of ways. So um yeah, they they just got talent, man, and they're deep and um, experienced. So um, I'm really high on them. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. a team that lost a lot but still has a lot. Yeah, it, it's pretty wild. And that I saw them the very first game um, of Charlie Hughes that I saw this summer was them versus Kokomo, and they beat Kokomo. Yeah, um, with, without Jacoby. And they did not back down from Flory whatsoever hmm. so they are a tough team and they are going to give teams fit like all season long well i feel like with uh with jacozy i feel like they really just need him to what block defend and dunk do his job do do the job i mean be a rim run guy i mean he's yeah. he's more accomplished than that he's he's um he's got a good body he's strong i think he's there's some nuance that he's probably missing uh, that he'll that he'll slowly learn, you know. You touched on Spellman, Kyler, about you know uh, with Flory. He's look, he's he's a strong ass kid, and he's and he's smart, you know. And he's 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 got the base to kind of bully even Badunga around defensively. I mean, I think that that it's not going to be an easy matchup for him. And I, but you know, at the same time, you could also see Spellman picking up early fouls in a, you know, in a head to head matchup. But then that's where Chikozi comes in because look, he's a wild card on what he, and how he handles, you know, the, the pace, the, the pace, of the game, excuse me. I got a couple of hiccups there, but um, when he's patient in the post, He's basically a lot like what Badunga was heading into his sophomore year. Uh, so 
I don't know that he is the the freak athlete that Badunga is. But as he learns, no, 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 maybe not a whole lot different than even Keenan Garner at Fishers. As he learns, the, the development could be kind of exponential. You might see like a big improvement from one game to the next at any, at any given point in the season. Not not every not every game. But you know, you might go see him one day and then ten days later go back and see, you know, a kid that's really refined his game just because I think he's you know, they're working with him to do certain things and you know, just watch him in the fall league. And he's got pretty decent footwork. He's got strong hands. He's got a decent motor. Uh, you know, I think that I think if he lacks anything, it's not because of a work ethic issue. It's just it's just um it's motors kind of hard to teach for lack of a better way to think about it. Um, but he's a nice little, nice little addition for them. And, and they were going to be good no matter what. I think I had them in the top 10 team, no matter what, but you know, Chikozi, they would still be a top three team in my opinion, without him, without him. Yeah. I was already super high on them. That's that's where I was going with Jacozy. It's like it's not like he's coming to a situation where they have to throw it into him, play through him, right? He can kind of come in and you know develop however he needs to, right? He just needs to. Right. They got enough talent around him where he can, you know, uh, defend the rim and, like you said, rim run, uh, be a really good defender, shot blocker, those type of things, and then you know can even work on his game as well, expanding it and whatever he needs to do from there. I haven't seen him yet, but. I've heard just like what you guys have been saying that obviously he's a physical presence, but probably needs to get more, you know, work on his offensive game as well, but it should be a nice piece for him. Yeah. For me, a kid like him puts them into the, into the state mix. I mean, before I'm thinking, okay, they might get to a regional, maybe even a semi-state with a good year. Uh, a kid like him puts them over the top into a state title contender. My my third team. Did we Patrick? Who was your third team? Kokomo. Oh yeah, that's right. My third team has been Davis, and I know. Do, does everybody have them in the top? Not everybody has them in the top three. Patrick's got them. No, I've got them. I've got them too. Who's I got them? I am ten. That's right. You had him ten. So. For me, obviously, I mean, the, the key points, K.J. Wyndham, Mark Zachary, everybody knows that those pieces are, are there. They've, they've also got Mark White, who you didn't mention, Kyler. Yep. And and watching and he, his improvement or the watching him play in the spring and summer is just a completely different player than what I've seen the last two year, two school seasons for Ben Davis. Nice role player coming off the bench, but now he's a kid who can score. Now I, I think if he can be efficient, then you've got the makings of that's where we start to get into the category of Ben Davis is simply reloading. Uh, they've got Ramon Enos, 6'5", strong, athletic forward. 
They also have a sophomore, well, he's a junior now, Tavion Williams, who got some minutes as a sophomore, 6'6", kid who may even has grown a little bit since last year. They also have Caleb Milan, 6'8", transfer from Cecina, who started on their semi-state team. Uh, they've got Jameer Avery, who is a, a, a guard, you know, a guard that will probably get a lot of backup minutes for them off the, you know, he'll be a guy that gets a lot of minutes off the bench. They've got more pieces than probably what most people know about. And, you know, now will they be able to find playmakers in tight situations other than Wyndham? Other than Zachary, I I don't think Mark West. I don't think I'm sorry, Mark White. I don't think Mark White will shy away from those moments. I think he's been wanting those moments, and I, I just obviously no different than Fort Wayne. Wayne, their their coaching situation is going to be, you know, is going to be the is probably going to be the wild card, really for both teams. It's not a it's not a doubt. Because I've known Coach Brewer at Fort Wayne Wayne for probably 15 years, and think a lot of him as a coach, but it still is installation of message, installation of system. How much I doubt there's a whole lot of change, but at the same time, as a head coach, you do want to have your your thumbprint on a little bit. You're going to make decisions differently, uh, you know. So some of that is going to be, uh, you know, some of that's going to be. Let's wait and see. Clearly, I don't think too much of a detriment on it. I've got Ben Davis third and Fort Wayne Wayne fourth. But, you know, I think it's a realistic question to, to ask, you know, hey, did, did the guys before them push all the right buttons? Oh, also forgot Donnie Flanagan from who transferred in from Franklin Central. Yeah. I mean, they've got they've got numbers. They it's to me, it's a definite reload. I, to me, there's no rebuild here. It's a definite reload, and I don't think Ben Davis is going to go 33 now. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that we thought that last year either. But, but you know, they were a top two team last year in a at a time when teams were really, really deep. As much as we, as much as we think there's a lot of parity in this 2024 class, it seems like some of the teams we've talked about are going to struggle with depth. Even I mean, we're only talking about the really the really good ones, and they're going to struggle with depth. I think Ben Davis will have the depth, where other teams will struggle with it. Uh, so we'll we'll see. But I've got him third. Dominic, who'd you have third? That's where I had Ben Davis. Anything to add? Um, not really. I was I like what I saw from them when we watched them at Charlie Hughes against Brownsburg. Um, when Catchings was there at, at Carmel, there I like what I saw from them. Uh, obviously, they lose a lot, but yeah, like you said, I think they'll they got some top dudes back and got a lot of depth that I saw in that game. I don't know all their names like you do, like you just listed, like you just listed there, but I think uh, I'm looking at a list too. I've got my database yeah. open, so I'm good. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I definitely think they're going to be uh, going to have a really nice season again. It's it's Obviously, it's tough down in Indianapolis, but but I think, yeah, I, I got them three. I like them. Patrick, who'd you have two? Well, I was just going to say about Ben Davis that 
th those guys have been practicing against, you know, one of the best teams in the past five to ten years in practice every day. So I believe those bench players and whatever role players they had last year coming back are going to be battle-tested and ready. They want their own state championship and to prove that uh, they belong to. So I trust in those guys. Well, look, and looking at it from a purely basketball perspective, because this is obviously not nearly as important as the situation that Coach Carlisle is, is in, one of the questions I asked him when we had him on the pod in, in the summer was, what's going to be the bigger accomplishment him winning a back-to-back -back title or what coach Whitty did in, in 1996 and winning a second straight cha state championship the answer is Whitty because he lost a lot in 95. He he did. He lost a lot. Um, what three division one players from that team, two or three. Heck, they just lost a lot. They just lost two division ones and two division twos. Yeah. And, you know, and he also didn't play Don Carlisle as a sophomore mm. very much in 95. And that's, and that's not a criticism by any stretch. I didn't know who Don Carlisle was as a sophomore. Yeah. <laughs> I knew him as a junior when he was, you know, basically their most talented player on a, on a team that won state that nobody expected. Um, and he graciously deferred and said, well, I think that team was is probably a little bit of a harder sell. But, you know, that that that, that aspect of it kind of stinks. Don't, don't mention Jeff Poisel in New Albany still to this day, <laughs> by the way. You may text Lamont, ask him what he thinks of Jeff. Jeff's on <laughs> staff at Brownsburg, so. You couldn't repeat it on air. Couldn't repeat it on air. I'd figure. So I know the first time I went to Newcastle, <laughs> I went to that Hall of Fame Classic when Ben Davis lost to Warsaw, Kevin Alton, that Warsaw team. I remember it was ninety December ninety four. Yeah, good teams. I was yeah I was surprised that that uh, that was fun. I I I coached Monty, so I was rooting for New Albany. Back then, I could never root for Ben Davis. There was no way. Mm. That that was just the the Carmel kid in me. But, um, but nonetheless, impressive. But yeah, so it just kind of sucks that. I, I again, I I don't you know the the resolution of what's going on is yet to be determined. So there's bigger things at play. But it does kind of suck that he can't. Coach Carlisle can't be here to see this through and and see if he can't you know, pull back to back. But if they can do it without him, that's a whole other level. Mm -hmm. um, but his, his, his fingerprints will be all over this team. And, you know, so in, in some ways I'm kind of rooting for this group in, any differently, you know, a little bit differently than I normally would, but. Kyler center Grove was your third Dominique. Who was your third Ben Davis? Yep. Patrick Ben Davis was your second. Yep. Kyler, who was your second? Kokomo. Kokomo. Who Dominic, who was your second? Kokomo. So I'm the only one that's got Kokomo first, huh? Yeah. Okay. So three is not that not that outlandish then, is it? <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. 
Very much so is. S- says the guy who's got Ben Davis 10th. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Who wants to tackle Lawrence? I'll, I'll tackle Kokomo. Who wants to tackle Lawrence North? I'll tackle him. All right, go. I just think they got all the pieces. I got them number one. Um, I think they got a lot of pieces. Um, I think they're, in my opinion, I think they're clearly number one. Um, I like it. Um, you hear that, John? Backcourt. I mean, they. I mean, what did we talk about June? Didn't they just beat Kokomo by? I know they didn't have their transfers, but they just beat Kokomo by about thirty. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kokomo didn't have half their team back then. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I also <laughs> think with Kokomo's transfers, I mean, what two of them are sophomores coming from Taylor and New Haven? It's going to be a little bit different on their schedule, Kokomo's schedule. Um, and like I said, I. But the, by then they'll be through a, a whole season, though. Sure, um, but also like I said, they're young sophomores. Uh, they got a, a kid from Kentucky that's supposed to be good forward for them. Um, but back to Lawrence North, um, guard play. Xavier Robinson's a stud, high major guard. Kobe Bulls, uh, another good guard for him. And those two guys, you would say, aren't knockdown shooters, but they got Miles Baker and Miles Good. Who can really shoot it? Both of them. Miles Good just committed to Huntington. Uh, Miles Baker is, you know, I think, against Kokomo, he hit about eight threes uh, in June. Um, and then we still haven't talked about Brendan Miller, who's the six, five, six, six forward, who's going to be a Division One kid, who's a sophomore, who's really good, uh, really nice, you know, touch from the perimeter, really plays extremely hard, rebounds well. And then we got the kid coming in from Colorado, Kai McGrew, 6'8", sophomore, who looks like a Division One player on film. Um, we'll see how he uh, you know, acclimates to Lawrence North's schedule coming from Colorado. Not sure where he played at or what the competition was like there, but I can't imagine it was Indianapolis. Um, but he certainly has all the tools. He looks like he can shoot it from the perimeter. He's super athletic. He's 6'8", block shots. Uh, so I just I think they have a ton of pieces. They had they dominated teams in June, and I've seen a kind of a trend the last couple of years. Like was it Cathedral two years ago dominated everyone they played in June. Ben Davis last year dominated everyone they played in June, and now I think Lawrence North takes over number one and wins state over Kokomo at state. That's what I'm talking about. Dominate. I like it. D- Davian Hampton is a guy that you didn't name. Yeah, um, he'll start for them. He is um, a junior guard. Good glue guy, mixes it up a lot. Defends. Um, oh, I like him. To, he likes to score. And uh, Cam Webster will be a sophomore that that he gets some playing time as well. <laughs> I I the think mess- the thing, the message I got about. Uh, McGrew, the new kid, six eight, moves very well, a little raw, but very high potential. Yeah, and so the the Kokomo thing for me, and we'll I'll we'll drop into their personnel here in a, in a second. But the the thing with Kokomo against Ben Davis, two two things you could make the point that. If Zane Dowdy doesn't get in foul trouble, that game never tightens up. 
Yes. But will Lawrence North be able to turn Kokomo over a lot more than, you know, better than what Ben Davis did? And I and I don't know that yet. I think Kokomo's backcourt is going to be way better than it was last year. As good as Shane Spear is in the half court, I don't think he was part of the solution to any any backcourt pressure just because quickness. I think he's he was a little loose with the ball. Um, but, you know, with, with Barris Moore coming over from Taylor and um, – um, refresh Yeah, Hamill coming over from New Haven. Both those guys are guys that were good scores as a freshman, and I know that sometimes that can be counterproductive to what you got with Badunga, but it's still better than what they had last year as a whole, along with a healthy Zion Bellamy. Keyword there being healthy. Carson Rogers is vastly improved from last year, like. To the point where he goes from being Badunga's backup to the starting caliber forward, who is at the very least a, a Division One athlete. You know, now I'm not saying he's a Division One player, but he's a kid that is now skilled enough and worked on his game to the point where he can be on the floor at the same time as Flory. They they got their trans other transfer from up near or from down near Louisville. A.P. Mitchell, who is also a fabulous athlete. I, I don't know where he fits into this rotation. I mean, I know he's going to he's gonna be in the rotation. Um, we don't know anything about the Germany kid that's, that's part of their international school situation that Badunga is also part of. Uh, and, you know, those are some pretty, other than the German kid who we don't know much about, those are some pretty capable pieces. Kyler and I have seen AP Mitchell play a few times now. Uh, Kyler, I guess I say that. Did you get a chance to watch him play in the fall league? I think so. I actually don't think I have. Okay. Good motor, very athletic kid. You know, I don't know how well he shoots it yet. But if he's nothing but the same as Carson Rogers then that's just more bodies. And that's just a situation where even if Flory gets in a little bit of foul trouble, they're not going to lack, they're going to still have a lot of athleticism and, and size advantages that some teams don't have. Um, so, you know, getting Kokomo to turn it over, getting Kokomo to be sloppy, to me that's where Ben Davis really separated themselves. And it almost the the roof almost fell in when when Dowdy got in foul trouble. And not that Badunga wasn't having a good game from there, but he but then obviously when Zane was on the bench, he dominated. There, I got news for everybody. There's no Zane Dowdy this year. Anywhere in this class, other than maybe, you know, we did talk about Spellman. Um. And certainly Briscoe is talented, uh, but, you know, there's just a difference in how, if you could put Spellman's guile into Briscoe's body, then you got Zane Dowdy. 
and I don't know if there's any big man that defends as well as Zane did in that class, yeah. you know, in, in the state. And I I don't know. I I look at Kokomo and I'm thinking, or I look at Lawrence North and I'm thinking, okay, well, they're going to have to throw a lot of resources at Flory. Ben Davis didn't have to do that last year. It just was Zane. You know, and it's not that they weren't digging, it's not that they weren't doing different things, but I'm talking about like flat out just double double teaming him. And I mean, I don't know. I just look for you're gonna have to figure out a way to to stop Badunga. And I guess if you can turn those guards over in the backcourt and get easy baskets off of it, like Ben Davis did in the state championship game, then okay. Then yeah. I I don't know that that's an easy sell. Um, I don't think that's anything you can plan on doing. But that was, you know, that was a big part of how Ben Davis won that game last year. Uh, Kokomo, Lawrence North, did we cover them well enough, we think? Oh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> Kyle, we're good. you just want to go to bed. Man, I do. And I ain't going to lie about it. All right, Kyler, who's your honorable mention teams? <laughs> every 4A team. Every other 4A team in the state. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I've got Chesterton, Warren Central, Carmel, Cathedral, Mount Vernon, Jeffersonville, Plainfield, Bloomington North, Arsenal Tech, Crown Point, Terre Haute North, and Zionsville, and Richmond. You're way nicer than I am. Patrick, yeah. who your, who's your top uh, – who's your honorable mention? Uh, Cathedral, Attics, Chesterton, Marion. When was the last time Cathedral and Carmel weren't in the top ten? Long time. Long time. Dominic, who's your top ten? Or your – I'm sorry, your honorable mention. <laughs> oh, man. Jeffersonville, Anderson, Portage, South Bend Riley, Carroll, Chesterton, Pike, Terre Haute North, Evansville Harrison. Zionsville, Plainfield, North Central, Cathedral, Richmond, Brownsburg. Man, it's a lot. My honorable mention, Cathedral, Chesterton, Evansville, Harrison, Noblesville, North Central, Plainfield, and Westfield, and Pike. I threw Pike in there. I'm not 100% sure why, other than I do believe in their junior forwards and then the addition of Jazan Hall. Nice backcourt. Yep. They did lose a piece, though. They did, yeah. Kasky, yeah. Patrick, top top player, one or two guys not in your top ten. Just one or two, okay. Uh, Braylon Mullins at Greenfield Central. Okay, there you go. And let's go with mm, Dominique Murphy at East Chicago. Yep, okay. Took mine. There goes my two. <laughs> Kyler, who are your top two players? I'll go Brady Kohler and Cedric Horton. And who? Oh, Cedric Horton. Okay. That's my third. Dominique. Only one I got left from I had Mullins, I had Kohler down, I had Dominique Murphy, and then I had Josiah Gustin. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, mine, I guess. Try to name names, the guys that weren't named. I will go with not in my top ten, Ian Book. I mean, not, God dang it. I did it, didn't I? Nick Book, 
Notre Dame quarterback from. <laughs> yep, and then Marion's Jamin Townsend. Good one. Going, going there. Uh, to answer your question, Dominique, earlier when you sent me that team picture, Evansville writes. Yes. Uh, Langley's injured. So I'm not sure what that team picture is, but he's still there, seemingly. <laughs> okay. But he has sprained MCL, so evidently they're taking team pictures without him. I don't know, but he's still there. Cool. So, so. All right, gentlemen, anything else to add? Kyle, are you ready for bed? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. All right, gentlemen, appreciate it. Four podcasts this week. And okay. Kyler's not Kyler's not wearing a hat. <laughs> Don't worry, raise people your, aren't listening. You'll see me in a hat in public. Raise your hand if you've ever seen Kyler without a hat before today. No one's raising their hand. No one in the history of the world is raising their hand. Do they let you wear hats at Bedford when you were in high school? They didn't. I struggled. Didn't. I, had, I had some y- janky haircuts. Back yeah, there. we we weren't allowed to wear hats either. So. All right, guys, good good stuff this week. We'll get 3A published. We'll be Thursday. I'm sorry, Wednesday, 4A will be published on Thursday. Guys, strong stretch. We'll talk again Sunday night when we do our storylines pod. And one good hot take from, from everybody. We may even have Zach back by then. Ooh. Ooh. Don't count on Nice. Uh, we'll see. All right. Guys, appreciate it. Thanks.